1: Well, as I look over the cornucopia of material that I must get to today, or at least I will attempt to get to, we are absolutely jammed. The last several weeks, we've been busy with Cinco de Mayo tequila tasting maneuvers. We talked about the Kentucky Derby with Brad Free, noted handicapper. And by the way, Brad Free on this show said, Justify to win. Gave us all the reasons why. That was before the odds even came out, because we did it a week before the race. Odds hadn't come out yet. Bam. Justify wins big. And hopefully you did as well. It is Mother's Day weekend, so we have a ton of alpha male pleasure maneuvers that we will get to. Grab your cigar, grab your litation, grab your delicacy. No politically correct talk is allowed here on The Cigar Dave Show. And we welcome you, Long Ash. Greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delectatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. And today, if my all goes according to plan, I will say screw the enemies of straws and the enemies of takeout packaging. They're coming after your takeout packaging. They're coming after your drinking straw. Now, as always, I have a great plan saying I'm going to get to this, 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 and this, and then we always deviate. But we are going. To, I think today we're going to actually hit it. So we will do our best. It is Mother's Day weekend. So right off the bat, a very happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there and especially to Cigar Mother Piero, wishing my mother a very, very happy Mother's Day. And I said, Mom, what do you want? I want to send you, do you want to go on a trip somewhere? She said, anywhere but Cleveland. Can't figure out why. But in any event, a very happy Mother's Day weekend to all, and especially Cigar Mother Piera, who is up in the Western New York Theater of Operations. And speaking of which, August 11th is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water presented by Gurkha Cigars, as well as Hamburg Brewing, the tinderbox up in Buffalo, and our great affiliate, News Talk 9:30 W B E N. We are ready now. We're delayed. We're supposed to. We're going to release the ticket. Open the ticket sales up last week and then today to all of our, uh, all of our uh, people that did not attend in the last couple of years. We're delayed a little bit, just a week. No big deal. So on late Monday, all of our previous attendees at any of our pleasure fests over the last two years in Tampa, Buffalo, wherever, you will get first crack, and then we open it up. We expect that we will sell it out like we did last year. We're at capacity, but we're at Buffalo River Works. It will be a wonderful day. Cannot wait again. A very special day yesterday. The oldest World War II veteran, I think probably the oldest American still living, Richard Overton, our very good friend, who I had the privilege and pleasure of visiting last year during special Alpha Mission 111 to celebrate Richard Overton's 111th birthday yesterday, May 11th, turned 112. Happy birthday to Richard Overton. Incredible. 112 years. Many people from all over Austin, where he resides, he he, uh, lives in East Austin, attended a big party to celebrate, including the Austin police chief. And when Several people told Richard Overton that the police chief had come to visit him. Overton asked, what did I do? Great sense of humor, Richard Overton. He was born in Bastrop County, Texas. In 1906, he served in the South Pacific from 1940 through 1945 in World War II, stops in Hawaii, Guam, and Iwo Jima. He was honorably discharged from the Army October 1945. He worked for the Secretary of State for many years, in Texas, new George W. Bush, Shan Richards, uh, knew many of the, uh, the, the greats in Texas. He resides, as I said, in East Austin where he has lived in the same house since the 19, I think he said 1940s or 1950s. But Richard Overton, a wonderful guy. We are going to repost at CigarDave.com the video and audio, the show from last year, Special Alpha Mission 111. When I visited Richardo we got great pictures he, he we, I brought him two boxes of cigars a box of Diamond Crowns a box of Arturo Fuentes loved them we sat on the porch smoked cigars and you can't miss his house I mean I didn't have an appointment I said I just I need to go I got to find him and so I knew roughly where he lived and you couldn't miss it because there were signs saying "Home of Richard Overton, Happy Birthday, Mister Overton, We Love Mister Overton." It was great, and he would—he sits on his porch every day, smokes cigars, loves his little uh, have a Tampa uh, jewels, and. What was interesting is as we were sitting on the porch, the number of people that were walking and, and, and biking, young people, uh, people of all ages, waving, saying, Thanks for your service, Mr. Overton. Happy birthday, Mr. Overton. It was really great. He was a wonderful, wonderful gentleman. I spent about three hours with him, gave me a whole tour of his house. Uh, his um, his nephew was kind enough to uh, video our little interview, and we enjoyed just great company, great camaraderie. Truly, an alpha male, a very happy birthday to the oldest World War II veteran, and I had some emails from people yesterday over the last few days because there were newspaper articles across the country about Richard Overton celebrating his 112th birthday saying, General, you should definitely talk about this. You should try to have him on. hello E. We did that last year, Special Alpha Mission 111. You didn't listen. You must pay attention. That's why you must listen to the Cigar Dave show every week. There is no excuse why you cannot listen every week between our... 150-plus terrestrial stations across the country between CigarDave.com, where all of our audio archives are posted, and the Cigar Dave mobile app, where we have all of our audio archive podcasts available the the day after the show airs on our terrestrial affiliates and on CigarDave.com and the Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen 24-7, 365. No excuses. So for those of you that sent me emails saying, General, you should really have him on, you're all demoted. You're now buck privates. You're going to have to earn the title back to lieutenant. All right. I told you a while ago about chicken wings. We love talking about delicacies here on the Cigar Dave Show. And at the time, chicken wings, the price of chicken wings had skyrocketed. I had this story. It it, it set records. And when you have prices of food items that get very high, what happens? Demand tapers off. Restaurants look and say, hey, if we can't pass along the price increase, we have to take it off the menu, or we have to dissuade people from eating chicken wings. So surging demand last year. Chicken wings, all-time record costs. And during we talked about this during Super Bowl, that the the, the, the costs were about 35-40% higher than the previous Super Bowl. Well, what has happened was in the, the wholesale chicken wing prices in the U.S. Uh, northeast region, reached 219 a pound in September, the highest ever in U.S. Department of Agricultural History for the past seven years. And I'm looking at a chart right here from the Department of Ag. And you can see that in May of 2017, they start to go. June, their are level. July starts to creep up. August creeps up. Bam, September creeps up. October starts to fall, and literally it crashes in November into December, stabilizes, and right after Super Bowl this year, collapsed, $1.37 a pound. So almost a 40% drop in the wholesale cost of chicken wings. So the good news is now you can get your wings at your favorite restaurant. Prices haven't gone crazy. You go to buy chicken wings. But what happened was many restaurants promoted boneless varieties or the drummies. What do they call those? The boneless drumettes? Now, I don't know if those are real chicken or not. Some restaurants, they are. Some, it's kind of like chicken chop, chicken mulch. No thank you. Especially being from Buffalo, the birthplace of the chicken wing, the delicacy that is known worldwide, the buffalo chicken wing. There's no way I would eat those little drummies. Not going to happen. But very interesting, because the CEO of Sanderson Farms, one of the largest producers of chickens in the country, at the Goldman Sachs uh, conference on Tuesday, said that with chicken wings, the price got so high that restaurants just took them off the menu. They promoted other types of uh, foods, including the boneless drumettes. But now, good news for the chicken wing connoisseur. Chicken wings, cheap chicken wings, looks like are here to stay but they always do go up right around super bowl so be on the lookout for that now this is a classic going from chicken wings a wonderful delicacy to another delicacy that i absolutely love steak america runs on beef america runs on meat i don't trust a vegan have you ever seen vegans they're all emaciated their skin looks paley white they don't look they don't have that healthy glow no redness in their face in their cheek Most of them are personalities are relatively dowdy. They're frumpty dumpty. They just don't have, they just don't look healthy. And they'll tell you, like, look at that Dr. Dean Ornish who advocates a totally plant based diet. Bill Clinton, does Bill Clinton not look sick? I mean, the guy is the thinnest he's ever been, and he looks terrible. He does not look healthy. I mean, his voice is even like this. He can't even, you know, before he'd be like, uh, I tell you, that Monica Lewinsky girl, I never had sexual relations with that woman, that Monica Lewinsky girl. Now when he talks, oh, uh, yeah, I did not, have, did not have relations. I can't even, I'm so tired because I'm just eating all that kale, and that tofu, and, and the dandelions. And just, uh, I need meat. I need my McDonald's. He sounds sick. He looks sickly. And he's a disciple of Dr. Dean Ornish. And if you look at Dr. Dean Ornish, Sergeant Steve, let's get a picture of Dr. Dean Ornish uh, on the social media and on the website. When you look at him, again, total vegan, no meat. I don't think he even I don't even think he adds fish to his diet. And he advocates this, saying this is the greatest thing for heart disease. This is you, you got to go to this diet. Everybody should eat this way. The guy looks like he's going to croak. Pale. His hair's falling It Just doesn't look healthy. So I am one of these people that say, listen, here's the deal. And I think we've found this. It isn't the fat. It isn't the protein. We're finding now that it's the carbs, the refined carbs, the sugars. I mean, since I gave up sugars pretty much, on occasion I'll have one. I'm not as crazy as I was, but I will have them. But nowhere near what I used to have. Now, if I just get a little bite of like a carrot cake or chocolate cake, a bite or two, I'm fine. Before, I'd want to devour the whole cake. But what I have found is that I don't have that addiction to sugar. I don't even drink diet sodas anymore because of the aspartame and the NutraSweet screws up your hormones. I just use, have iced tea or water with flavor with stevia or or some sort of lemon lime flavored stevia that I will use. But what I we've seen is that all these people that said meat terrible, eggs terrible, stay away from chicken, stay away from oh it's all terrible, the ones that say. Go become a vegetarian or a vegan. They're the most sickly of them all. And a lot of these marathon runners you see croak. You know, they run 400 miles a week, and next thing you know, boom, they're running on a weekend. Boom, it happened to a guy, a physician, I think here in, in uh, the St. Petersburg area, right across the bay. By the way, I'm in a clandestine location. I'm not at my normal command center alpha humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, the palatial command center alpha. Once again this week, I'm in a classified location somewhere Somewhere, I shouldn't even say where, really, because, look, I could be in near North Korea. Could be AWOL. We saw what they said about the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, New York Times, New York Slime. He's AWOL. Maybe I'm AWOL. Can't tell you. Again, sworn to secrecy. But I'm somewhere on the globe. Can't tell you where, but I'm somewhere on the globe. But I will be returning next week to Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City. But all these people, and right, Going back to that story, so this, this physician would run like 10 miles a day, then on, on weekends, like on a Saturday or Sunday, he would run the equivalent of like a marathon. I don't know. What is that? Sergeant Steve, what's a marathon? Like 32 miles, 28 miles? 26.2 miles. Uh, 26.2. All I know is humans are not meant to run 26.2 miles. Just not. Just, I'm sorry. It's not normal. He's out running, leaves at 5 a.m., The missus normally is back by, like, I don't know, 9, 30, 10. 10 o'clock rolls around. It's nowhere to be found. Finally, she gets worried, calls around. While passing a Walgreens, on the way back, boom, drops dead, croaks. Healthy as an ox, right? Thin, you know, uh, typical runner look. Boom. So the fact of the matter is they're now even finding cardiologist research, cardiology research, that in excess, it harms the heart muscle. Walking is good. Little bit of exercise, reasonable, but... Ten miles a day, marathon a week, not so good. So let me get to this. When we come back, I want to tell you about a special carnivore diet. All steak, all the time. It's a little bit wacky. It's a little bit out there. People are swearing by it. Huge calorie counts. But when I come back, we'll tell you about the results. Maybe for one day, we should all try the carnivore diet. The only thing is, when I tell you how much steak you got to eat, You may not be able to to handle that. It is a major, major amount of meat. But, hey, as Americans, we run on beef, we run on meat. None of that vegan garbage, that vegan crap here on The Cigar Dave Show.
0: The May selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Plasencia Cosecha 146. This stick is a medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar with a complex and sweet taste profile. It's made from tobacco from Plasencia's 146th harvest from Honduras and Nicaragua. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. I-
2: All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar
1: Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Eat steak, eat steak, eat a big old steer. Eat steak, eat steak, do we have one here? Eat, 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 eat. It's a mighty good food, it's a great A meal when I'm in the mood. Cow boats come from America runs on meat. We are not vegans here on the Cigar Dave Show. I don't know too many alpha males that are because we enjoy our meat. I think I enjoy everything in moderation. But this new diet, a carnivore diet, is a rage. Seems to be making the rounds. And I saw this and read about it. I said, I absolutely have to discuss this. It is an extreme all-animal-based diet, gaining followers because according to the People who are on this diet, they have heightened productivity, mental clarity, boosted libido. But here's the catch you got to eat about four pounds of steak a day. Well, not everybody has to, but one guy does. Sean Baker. He is a six foot five bodybuilder in his 50s from Orange County, California. He's an orthopedic surgeon, trained orthopedic surgeon. For the past 18 months, Dr. Baker has eaten. Four pounds of steak every day. He says he's got two ribeyes waiting for him, usually when he comes home. He said it can be monotonous eating the same thing over and over again, but as time goes by, you start to crave it. He is one of a growing number of people experimenting with the carnivore diet, a regimen that involves eating only animal products, such as meat, eggs, no plant-based foods, it's an extreme version of the low carb high fat ketogenic diet which trains the body uh, the body to run on fat rather than on carbohydrates it's become very popular the number, last number of years no many people in fact when I went uh, I went on a diet I really reduced the amount of carbs only healthy carbs no nothing that's basically processed so for example, lettuce is good tomatoes are good broccoli is fine onions those kind of carbs but no bread sugars that kind of thing but that's a somewhat of a ketogenic diet where you're really getting your body to get into fat mode proponents of the diet say it reduces inflammation and blood pressure while increase, increasing libido and mental clarity baker is nicknamed the carnivore king has a huge social media following and says he doesn't count number of meals he doesn't count calories He says, I just have to think, how hungry am I and how many steaks do I want to eat? Now, I was thinking about this. If you take four pounds of steak, 64 ounces, 60 calories ballpark for an ounce. could be a little bit. Sometimes it's 40. Sometimes it just depends. But let's say 60 calories. That's 3,840 calories a day. But here's the deal with him. He said he's incredibly insulin sensitive, a fasting insulin of only 2.6 extremely low levels of inflammation, has a CRP of 0.6, which is very low, low triglycerides of 54, his VO2 max among the best in the world, he says, for his age based on rowing capacity. And Before becoming a carnivore, Baker ate salads, spinach, dairy, and nuts. He said ditching those foods has been transformative for his body and athletic performance. Joint pain and tendonitis went away, slept better, skin improved, no bloating, no cramping. His libido went back to what he was in the 20s, blood pressure normalized. Now, it is a little bit on the crazy side. However, maybe I try it not for 2,000 calories. Maybe I just go to all eggs and meat. Let me just try it for a couple of days, but still try to keep right around 1,800 calories and kind of see what happens. There's a website for carnivores called justmeat.com. And uh, basically, the guy that runs it eats two to two and a half pounds of very rare ribeyes every day. He said, so much easier. When I go to shop, I just get steak. There is something to be said of that. Of course, not everybody in favor of this diet. There are some medical experts saying, nope, you need to have fiber in your diet. But who knows? Who knows who's right? Who knows who's wrong? But if the healthy numbers show that he is healthier... You can't argue. The General is now on Instagram. Follow
0: him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. An unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers.
1: Well, I've got to pull out a very special cigar. Celebratory cigar. Celebratory Jack Daniels libation on this Mother's Day weekend. A happy Mother's Day to all. Happy Mother's Day to Cigar Mother Pierre. In fact, she just texted me saying... She feels like running a marathon. I talked about people running a marathon. Well, maybe just a half marathon today, Mother, and then maybe next week a full marathon. But I have pulled out a very special cigar limited edition. In fact, I'm down to just about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, let's see. I think this is the third one I've smoked since it has been given to me. This is the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary with their exclusive Pilotico Tobaccos. Now, this was launched in 2015 to celebrate the 80th anniversary of Monte Cristo, Altadas USA, through a big party in New Orleans. And I remember being handed one of these cigars. It was so good. I went uh, at the time over to Janelle Rosenfeld, their VP of Marketing, at the time. And I said, Janelle, I need a few more of these. And she gave me three. She said, these are very tough to come by. Great cigar. One size. It is a 6-by-54-inch torpedo, square-pressed using rare Dominican tobaccos, made in the Dominican Republic at the Tabacalera de Garcia factory. The Monte Cristo 80th uses an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, a Dominican Olor binder from the 2002 crop, and the tobaccos on here, just extremely, just great sweet floral quantities, but the most unusual cigar tobacco is a variety that they call Pilotico. The seeds were planted in the Dominican Republic's Navarrete region, and although Pilotico grows with small leaves and a very low yield, Altadas was able to grow enough of the tobacco so that they were able to make the special Monte Cristo 80th. The blend also includes a Nicaraguan Criollo 98 and a Corojo 99 tobacco. These cigars at the time retailed for $22 each. They come in a just a magnificent box. Before I left Command Center Alpha, and the large walk-in lounge and humidor. I opened up this beautiful black stained oak box that had, at the time, one time they had 12 of these Monte Cristo Adidas. I'm down to eight, so I've had four already. Only 3,000 boxes were produced. That was it. $22, they are gone, can't get them again, so clearly this has got to be a special occasion for me to enjoy this Monte Cristo 80th anniversary with their exclusive Pilotico Tico Tobacos.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device.
1: Well, I've got a unique, it almost looks like a bat cutter. It's a double-edged stainless steel guillotine, but it opens up like a bat. You only hit it once. The cigar fits in. This has got room for about a 64 ring gauge, so very, very large. That's what I would use today.
0: Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
1: Well, not long ago, I happened to visit uh, my good friends over at Alec Bradley Cigar, and I saw Ralph Montero, and I saw Master Chief George Sosa. And before I left, I said, George, I need a few of those Alec Bradley burner table cigar lighters. They're beautiful. They look like a Bunsen burner almost. There's like a little screw here. I mean, it almost looks like a teapot. You press it. I'm telling you, this is the kind of thing you could put underneath at a buffet, a chafing dish, and it would keep your food nice and warm. Hey, listen to that. Just a very elegant way to light your cigar. So I said, Master Chief, give me a couple of these, will you? Which he did. They run about 50 bucks, $50, $60. Just a very nice lightation device. That's what I will use today. A little bit of a change today as I light my Monte Cristo 80th anniversary.
0: C- cigar. cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
1: Perfect cut. Now it's a little different when you use this kind of guillotine because it's only one cut. You know, it that's it, one and done. But it does a great job, and it did a great job on the head of this Monte Cristo 80th, a magnificent cigar. Let me turn on the Alec Bradley Burner Cigar Lighter. Into so that, you can adjust the flame. There's a little screw mechanism on the left side. Oops. I've got to take the exclusive pilotico bottom f- uh, band that's at the foot of the cigar off. All right, and now I'll gently toast the foot of this cigar. Oh, beautiful. Fantastic. Wow. The aroma of these great cigar tobaccos. Ah, let me inhale that absolute pleasure. I will puff and rotate. Mm. Oh, Great draw. Mmm. 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 Very nice. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Take a few more? on this. This is fantastic. Mmm. Wow. Just the aromas wafting around me. I am thoroughly enjoying this. Take a few more puffs. Wow, a lot of flavor. Definitely not a mild cigar. This is not a cigar for novices or neophytes. Excuse me. This has a lot of power, but smooth power. Take another... Huh? Outstanding. All right. Mmm. I think I just smoked the cigar and let you all just listen to the music for the next hour and a half. It's that good. All right. I need something, however to go and wash down the wonderful taste of this Monte Cristo 80th. A beverage, a libation.
0: Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: Well, i got to pull out something very special. I pulled out a special cigar, a celebratory cigar, a Monte Cristo 80th anniversary, and now I have to pull out something just as special. And I can think of nothing better than a bottle of Jack Daniels Sinatra, not the Sinatra Select, that's great, but the Sinatra Century, a very limited branding that was released for Frank Sinatra's 100th birthday a couple of years ago, and Jack Daniels was Frank Sinatra's libation of choice. In all of his contract, he had to have a bottle of Jack Daniels and four glasses and a bucket of ice. He loved Jack Daniels. And at the time that Frank Sinatra started drinking Jack Daniels, it was an artisanal, a boutique spirit. It wasn't a mass-produced spirit like it is today. It wasn't as uniformly known across the world. But Jack Daniels, when the master distiller Jeff Arnett, who I had the uh, chance to spend a long time with, a day with, a year and a half ago, when we picked our special barrel, and we talked about the Jack Daniels Sinatra Century a uh, 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 limited edition only a hundred barrels hand-picked by master distiller Jeff Arnett and he put it through a very interesting he used a little bit of the staves in those in those barrels were finished just a little differently higher proofing 100 proof so it's 50% alcohol by volume very special box and I, I brought the case with me I mean it's almost like a large attache case and There's also an unreleased album in here. It's actually on a media stick. Okay, let me open this up. That doubles as a tie clip. Now, there is... got to pull the top. I mean, this is almost like... This is incredible, the packaging on this. It is absolutely stunning. Like the original Jack Daniels Sinatra Select, but all black for the Sinatra century. And again, there is a wonderful book printed talking about his life, talking about the Jack Daniels. There is a USB stick which doubles as a tie clip that has a uh, unreleased concert on there. And I'm going to pull out this bottle. Oh, let me do this, I'm gonna open this bad boy up, and again, when it's gone, it's gone. So I use it very limited. So let me just pour a, just a tad, just a little bit. I'm gonna swirl it around in my whiskey glass here. Mm. Wow, definitely major, major notes of the charred oak wood. Spiciness, very zesty, major CDWF, Cigar Dave, the warm factor. A lot of warmth, a lot of heat on the way back down. But here's what I'm going to do. I've just pulled out, wherever I travel, I always have the right accoutrements, cigars, libations, and I have my special ice ball molds. So I can do a nice, round, pre-prohibition type of ice ball. I'm going to place it in the glass. Do you hear that, how that just sunk right in? Let me let me do that one more time. Take a listen to this. Again, not your typical. This, this ice ball is going to melt very slowly. But so what it's going to do is subtly chill this Jack Daniels Sinatra Century. But it's not going to melt rapidly like regular ice and dilute it. It's not going to happen. So let me now pour a little bit in here. Oh, That's beautiful. That is just magnificent. Now i got to put that back in the proper case. Hang on. Must be protected, and this does go in a... There is a full-time security guard that travels with this and my cigar supply. All right. Very good. Let me... Oh, that is magnificent. Let me say cheers to all of you. Let me do this. Oh. Hmm. Ah, that's nice. Very nice. By the way, this bottle was given to me uh, about two years ago by my good friends at Breakthrough Beverage. Samadhi Dave was able to round up a bottle for me. I just looked to see what, at the time, the price was, I think, two ninety nine dollars or 3 dollars a bottle. So I went looking to see what the prices uh, that are being asked for this. I've seen everywhere from $350 to $1,000. And, in fact, if you go to a number of these sites where they offer these, here is, for example, here is Garnet Wines and Liquors in New York, $934.99. Place in Los Angeles, $999.95. Another place in Brooklyn, $999. So, well, my account, hang on a 2nd just going to take a very little sip just on my lips. Mmm. Mmm. That was 18 bucks right there. And worth every single penny or otherwise Monte Cristo 80th if it sounds like I'm not rushing the litation and libation ceremony it is because I'm not And neither should you. We want to savor the cigars savor the libation. this is we work hard all week this is what gives us the opportunity to enjoy ourselves. Now these are celebratory cigars celebratory libation celebratory occasion this week. And also, celebratory occasion for Commander Carlos, who is our producer back at uh, our Master Control in the Cigar City of Tampa. Congratulations to Commander Carlos and his wife, Nicole. Birth of their daughter back on April 10th, just about a month ago. Natalie. So congratulations to Commander Carlos, his wife, Nicole, and Natalie. All doing very well. I raise my glass to all of you and say cheers. Cheers. Mm. Lachaim, and I'm trying to remember what uh, Somalia Dave says. Uh, Astrovia, something along those lines. I know I'm probably messing that up, but congratulations, and uh, always celebratory occasions. Speaking of a celebratory occasion, if you are a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, it is always a celebratory occasion when your monthly selection comes and arrives via mail. This month, you will be enjoying the Placencia Concecha 146. A beautiful let me tell you, the Placencia family has been growing cigar tobaccos for a long time. They've been making cigars for many others, many other big names, people that you know. They decided two years ago, Nestor Placencia, his son, said, We want to start putting a cigar under our name. We are ready to do that. And they have done an incredible job because their cigars that they have come out with, we've talked about them. I talked about the Placencia Alma Fuerte, very very full flavored cigar, a lot of power on that particular stick. We talked about that cigar. We featured their cigars in the Officers Club just about a year ago, and one of the cigars that they are going to be releasing or they have just released in addition to the Alma de Campo is the new Placencia Concecha 146. It is a magnificent cigar. In fact, at the Cigar Retailers Convention, I said to them, I said to Nestor Jr. after I smoked it, before he left, I said, Nestor, do you have any bundles of the Concecho 146? He goes, General, come back later today. I'll have plenty of bundles for you. And, of course, he gave me some Almo Fuerte, but I said, give me a couple of those Concecho 146s because they were absolutely magnificent. And you are going to love these particular cigars. Great cigar, a lot of flavor, medium embodied, just a beautiful stick. They've used some Hondurans, some Nicaraguan, just a magnificent cigar. That is going to be our May-featured cigar in the Officers Club. Now, if you are not a member of the Officers Club, do not wait, because you are getting great cigars, such as the Placencia Concecha 146, delivered right to you every month. Three cigars and a Cigar Dave Officers Club special pouch. $22.95 gets you the latest and the greatest in the world of cigars. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Do not miss this selection. We've got some other. We had phenomenal selections. Last month, we had the World of Davidoff, which was fantastic. We had some great cigars there. We have uh, had the great Gurkha cigar. We've just we've been on a roll with some fantastic cigars, and we've got many more that are coming up. So go to CigarDave.com, 22 You, too, can be a member of the Officers Club. We will continue much more Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers around the corner.
0: Beta males run on tofu.
1: Alpha males run
0: on meat. Steak, cigars, and Cigar day The trifecta of pleasure.
3: In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andres Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich. It's complex. It's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. We're <laughs> going
0: USDA-certified alpha male. With zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave.
1: Dave. Oh, I'm drawing this Monte Cristo 80th and my Jack Daniels Sinatra Century. Again, coming to you from a classified location somewhere. I can't even say the North American continent because that is not necessarily the case. Again, classified information. And I certainly don't want Bob Mueller chasing me. That is for sure. We're talking about the price of chicken wings. The price of chicken wings spiked. And chicken wings, a commodity. Just like hog bellies, pork bellies, corn, wheat, soybean, orange juice futures. And it got me thinking. I was kidding with Colonel Ange earlier this week, saying, Colonel Ange, We should go in and corner, with the prices dropping, we should go in and corner the chicken wing market, kind of like the Hunt brothers did with Silver. And it reminded me of the movie Trading Places with Randolph and Mortimer Duke, that great scene, when at the end it's Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. They're going in and they're bidding up the price, and then the next thing you know, because they, the, they knew what the orange juice report was. Remember Beeks, the guy that the Dukes kind of planted to get an advance uh, uh, notice? and So they were going to play the Dukes, Randolph and Mortimer Duke. The Dukes thought they were going to score big, so it reminded me of that scene when they're in the commodity pits. And I can see it now with chicken wings. Get in there! Sell, sell, sell chicken wings! Let's play that audio clip.
4: The Dukes are trying to corner the market.
1: They know something. I can feel it. Let's get in on it. Not yet. Almost. Hey, to no. me, to me, April for
3: 142
0: That's not right. How can the price be going down? Something's wrong. Where's Wilson? What are they doing here? They're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. Unless that crop report. God help us! I told you we shouldn't have committed everything you. i have got to get Wilson and tell him to sell! Wilson, where are you going? You idiot!
1: Get the back in there at once and sell, sell. Get in there, sell, sell, sell. I can see Colonel Ange and I trying to corner the chicken wing market, getting in there, and uh, ultimately cornering the market. And at the very end, when, when what was it, uh, Lewis and Billy Ray, they go uh, on an island, and he's like, looking good. Feeling good. I can see Colonel Engineide. Same thing. That was a classic movie, a great movie. So I just uh, I was just talking about it earlier this week, and I wanted to play that cut from Trading Places. Now this is this is a fantastic. You know, anytime I can get the opportunity to bash a vegan, because they're so rabid, they're so crazy. You know, like if they see someone eating meat, or if they see a hot woman wearing a fur coat, they want to go after them. This is a classic. This is this happened in Toronto. The owner of a Toronto restaurant got revenge against vegans that were protesting uh, his restaurant. Here's what happened. The animal rights activists and vegans were protesting a restaurant called Antler, which specializes in local, seasonal, and wild foods, including boar, duck, and deer. And this is the fourth protest that they've targeted against the restaurant. Now, if you don't like meat, don't eat there. But why on earth do you have to protest it? They're not breaking the law. Antler, the restaurant, isn't doing anything immoral or illegal. But after the fourth time, after the fourth protest, and they put these big signs that said murder and banners, the, one of the co-owners turned the tables. He whipped out in the window while they're protesting. He whips out a deer leg, started butchering it on the table in full view of the vegan protesters. Michael Hunter, who's also a chef, brought out the entire animal leg, starting cutting it up right in the window on a table reserved for diners. And once the deer was cooked, he sat back down at the window to eat the dead deer. And, of course, all the vegans went crazy, and they were jumping up and down. They called the cops. The police came in to see what went on, and the police came out laughing after they heard what was going on. Guy didn't do a thing illegal. He basically was giving the F.U. Royal Salute to the vegans. And you know what? They damn well deserved it. Hour 2 of The Cigar Dave Show is next. Uh, listen to that Jack Daniels Sinatra century just swirling in the background as I take a sip. Mmm. Ah, fantastic. Now I'm ready for Hour 2 of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. We ended Hour 1 talking about vegans protesting outside Antler, a carnivore restaurant in Toronto. And after four protests, the chef and co-owner got a little tired of these vegans, so he said... I'm going to give him a little show. Comes out with a dead deer leg. Starts to butcher it right on the table in front of all the protesters. They're in a state of shock, a state of horror. Goes back, cooks it, comes back in front of all the vegan protesters at the front table and eats it. And the vegans call the cops. For what? For eating quality, tasty animal product? And, of course, they were all traumatized. The cops went in, and they came out laughing. you got to love it. Screw the vegans. And what happened to, if you don't like it, don't eat it? Why do they feel the need to protest? And that's the problem today. Everybody's got to protest everything. You don't like the way somebody says, good morning, oh, I'm going to file a report with HR. I'm going to protest. If something you deem to be offensive, whether it's eating meat or smoking a cigar, you don't like it, we need to protest. I got another perfect example here and how people now have gone, become so hypersensitive. Not only in this country have we become soft, but in the world. Not us alphas, we're not soft. We're thick skinned, we can take it, we can joke, we don't easily get offended. But everywhere you go now, oh, hashtag me too. Oh, by the way, how about Schneiderman? The Attorney General of the state, the crumbling empire state of New York, Mr. Holier Than Thou, who acknowledged that he was a male feminist, all for women, all for women, stood up and said, we need to Harvey Weinstein and these kind, the men of these ilk, must be prosecuted. Women, we cannot allow women to be treated this way. Turns out, that guy is a violent perv in his private life. Isn't it amazing? Have we not seen that movie before, that motion picture before? The holier-than-thou, I'm Al Gore. The world's got the flu. we got to reduce the carbon emissions. But meanwhile, he's still flying around on a corporate jet, burning more fuel in his 14,000-square-foot house in Tennessee than probably 50 houses in a year. But they sit on their soapbox, and they wag their finger at you, and they say, do as I say, not as I do, until they get caught. And then all of a sudden, it's a different story. And Schneiderman got caught. Beat the crap out of his, out of his women. I mean, the, what he was calling them, the things he was doing. This guy's a perv. Big alcoholic, big lush, whacking women. Give me a break. But, and then when one woman said you know, uh, said something or other to him, he said, just remember, I am the law. Sounds like Spitzer. Same exact thing. These guys come in, think they are holier than thou. They try cases in the media. And you know what? What goes around comes around. What goes around comes around. Spitzer got what was due to him, and so did Schneiderman now. And here's the difference with Schneiderman. He didn't come into the job with uh, hundreds of millions like Spitzer's family did. This guy will never get hired again. This guy will never be touched by any company Nobody will touch him. Nobody will hire him. Nobody will be associated with him. I don't care how many years it is. He will be persona non grata forever. forever. We'll probably read about him hanging himself, which, by the way, no problem, because he's a scumbag, and I'm sick of these scumbags that sit up there, especially as attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer, that love to try cases. He was going after President Trump, going after all these other people, making a mockery of, 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 the, of the due process that we are all allowed, just like he now is going to want as a private citizen, but all of a sudden tries cases in the media, goes after people, big press conferences, uses the power, the weight of government to destroy people. Well, now Schneiderman's going to get destroyed himself. And I hope this guy ends up penniless on the street. And we read about him in in one of the papers saying, former Attorney General Eric Schneiderman, the man that was accused of beating the hell out of umpteen women and slapping them and uh, being drunk and mistreating them, was found dead on the street by hanging himself. You know what? I'm going to light a celebratory cigar when that happens to that son of a bitch because I am so tired and sick of all these people that portray themselves as holier-than-thou, people that say, I'm a saint. Do as I say. Follow me whether it's Al Gore, whether it's these, uh, what was it, Jimmy Swagger I have sinned. I screwed three women in the threesome, and I enjoyed it, but I have sinned. We're tired of these people. We're tired of them that say they're, listen, at Al- as alpha males, none of us say we're perfect. Now people say, oh, you have vices because you smoke cigars. No, that's that's not a vice. Don't. When somebody tries to tell you that eating steak or having a libation or smoking a cigar or enjoying hot women, those are vices, that's BS, that's poppycock. I have people all the time, oh, well, that's your only vice? I said, that's not a vice, that's a pleasure. And there's a big difference. Vice connotes something that's immoral and illegal. Smoking a cigar, enjoying a steak, enjoying a libation, enjoying hot women, that's not immoral, that's not illegal. If you've got a miserable life because you're a wussified beta, that's your problem, not mine. But Schneiderman got what, he, what was coming to him. Then he says, there were times when I engaged in consensual sex and role playing. Yeah. Beating the crap out of your girlfriends? I don't think so. Another scumbag, another holy roller, another holier than thou. Do as I say, not as I do. Boy, I'll tell you, it's amazing how quickly the ride down, you, you take the stairs up and you take the ejection seat straight down. It's almost like they they, uh, they, they, On the floor, they open up the floor, and boom, you come crashing down. Bye-bye, Eric Schneiderman. You got what you deserved, you miserable, lousy S.O.B. Bye-frickin'-bye. And which leads me to another story that we will get to when we come back, how people today have become so sensitive over the most minute joke or minute attempt at humor that now all of a sudden if they deem that they have been violated, that they have been sexually harassed by uh, an an innocuous joke, all of a sudden now they're filing reports, they're jumping up and down. And I've got a perfect example about a well-respected professor who made an innocuous joke while in an elevator. Attending a convention, an Inter- uh, International Studies Association convention, and what has happened to him and how is he is being demonized. and This is the problem now. When someone is legitimately harassed, when someone is legitimately uh, beaten like Schneiderman did to those uh, women that he was dating, they have every right to come out and they should file reports and they should file criminal investigations. But when you have something that somebody says as a joke and now all of a sudden you want to elevate it to a DEFCON 1 status, i got a huge problem. When I come back, trust me, you will be floored when you hear this story. There is an attack on men, my fellow alpha males. Make no mistake. Now, the scumbags like Harvey Weinstein and Eric Schneiderman, no problem. They deserve it. But there is an attack now on masculinity, on being shrunk. We're seeing it at the Boy Scouts. I've got to get to that, too. Now they're not the Boy Scouts, they're the Scouts. Being an alpha male, being a a male, being masculine, now all be deemed to be immoral and illegal. I will not have it. I will not stand for it. We will protect our rights as strong, smart, intelligent, confident, successful alpha males, and we will not be deterred by anybody or any organization that tries to deem us as being problems when we are just following... laws of nature over millions and millions of years. You have men, you have women. We celebrate their differences. Now, the feminists, the enemies of pleasure, the political correctors, if you want to call them that, they want to now come after us because we have high amounts of testosterone flowing through our alpha male bodies. We will have none of that front and center here on The Cigar Dave Show.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Placencia Cosecha 146. This cigar is an exquisite combination of tobacco leaves from the Plasencia 146th harvest in 2011 and 2012. The leaves from Honduras and Nicaragua produce a unique flavor profile from both countries. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club.
2: Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun grown Apano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1 800 453 5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
1: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars, direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. 22 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latino, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
0: America's alpha male with nads of steel. The General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave.
1: I must relight my Monte Cristo 80th. So, Sergeant Steve, if you would be kind enough to uh, keep this music on in the background, I believe this is this uh, the Gypsy Kings or Chico and the Gypsies? Gypsy, you can never get enough of a galaxy. You can never get enough Gypsy Kings. So as I relight, we will listen to the Gypsy Kings. They will entertain you and entertain me at the same time. Mm. Ah, very nice. America runs on meats and on. Unf- Actually, here on the Cigar Day Show. All right, people now today have become so soft. Inocuous statements or jokes set people off. They get offended. Sexual violation. It has become absurd. Latest example it took place in the People's Republic of San Francisco, California home of the rice San Francisco treat. You know, San Francisco used to be a great city to go to, but what is going on in San Francisco? And I just read an article that there are needles all over the place. Just unbelievable what has taken place. Why? When you let all the rampant libs, they destroy the place. But this took place last month, International Studies Association convention that took place at the San Francisco Hilton last month. Now, this began when... People were on the elevator. There was a crowded elevator going up. And one of the people that was on the elevator, Richard Ned Lebeau, a professor of political theory at King's College in London. And another person that was on there was Simona Sharoni, a professor of women's and gender studies at Merrimack College. They ended up on the same crowded elevator last month during the International Studies Association annual meeting and convention. So what happens is they're all in the elevator, and she offered to press the floor buttons for people in the elevator. You've seen that. You know, you get in the elevator, people get in, it's crowded. What floor are you going to? Seven, nine, ten. So when it came around to asking Professor LeBeau what floor he would like to go to, instead of saying, take me to floor 10 or 11, he smiled and asked for the women's lingerie department. Everybody laughed. Funny, right? What floor would you like? Women's lingerie, hardware, perfume, whatever. You know, like you go in a department store when they had the elevators. That was the joke. Women's lingerie. Now, I want by a show of hands, how many of you, men and women, think that that is humorous? Somebody says, what floor? Women's lingerie, please. Everybody's going to raise their hand. You're all raising their hand out there. I know you are. Whether you're at home, whether you're listening in the car, you're by the pool, I know you have all raised your hand, men and women. Why? Because it was funny. It wasn't mean-spirited. It's not innocuous. Or it's innocuous. It's not like he's saying, hey, I want to take my hand and throw it right up your skirt and throw you down and have my way with you. He didn't pull an Eric Schneiderman. Funny, right? Oh, as our good friend Lee Corso of ESPN would say, not so fast, my friend. Because it appears that Professor Simona Sharoni was offended Everybody laughed. However, she filed a complaint with the International Studies Association. She said, and I quote, after they walked out, the men walked out, the woman standing next to me turned to me and said, I wonder if we should have told them that it's no longer acceptable to make these jokes, she said in her complaint. Now, Sharoni, wrote in her complaint that she has experienced sexual harassment in academia in the past year and was shaken by the incident. Now, if somebody says, uh, what floor? Lingerie, please. Lingerie department floor. You're telling me that this professor who teaches women's studies, who clearly has climbed the ranks of academia, is you're telling me that she's shaken by that? That's an incident? I would laugh it off and say, ha-ha. Very, if you don't find it funny, just say, ha-ha. It said that it took her a while to figure out that Professor LeBeau thought it was funny to make a reference to men shopping for lingerie while attending an academic conference. I'm still trying to come to terms with the fact that we froze and we didn't confront him. I believe, I believe this calls for the great thespian, Master Thespian, Davis Generalis. I'm still trying to come to terms with the fact that we froze. We didn't confront him when he made that oh so horrific statement for me to press the floor button of women's lingerie. I have been traumatized. In the past year, I suffered sexual harassment. Someone actually looked at me, said, good morning, you look lovely to me, but I know that deep down I'm a dog. I'm an ugly bow wow. I am frumpty dumpty and therefore no man would ever say that to me. Therefore, I have been aggrieved and I'm still coming to terms. Why did I freeze? Why could I not say to Professor LeBeau, I am offended that you want to stop on the women's lingerie floor while we're attending an international studies convention? Oh, woe is me. I must seek counseling. I must seek therapy. I will forever be traumatized. Police, you've got to be kidding me. This woman saying that she's shaken by this incident? Grow up. Now, I'm looking at this, this broad, and i got to tell you something. Nothing to look at. Wolf, woof. See, I don't like to say women are dogs, and I'll tell you why. Because my canine, Sultan... Pendragon's royal sultan, incredible specimen of the German shepherd breed, and those of you that have seen him at the various pleasure fests or other events will concur. Great disposition, great personality, very loyal dog, good look. He's a gorgeous-looking dog. So if I were to say to somebody, oh, you're a dog, that is an insult to my dog because he's a handsome-looking pup. So I can't say she's a dog, but I'm just going to say that she's nothing to look at pretty me you know measly and frumpty dumpty I mean this is the kind of dame that just you know what she needs get her Bob bo- buy her Bob boyfriend on batteries because that's what she needs too because believe me she's very uptight now after glancing at Professor LeBeau's name tag Sharoni says she went back to her hotel room to check out the association's code of conduct you got to be kidding me This woman said, oh, I'm going back to my hotel room, let me get online, let me read the code of conduct. Who does that? How about just telling the guy, if you find it offensive, say, listen, I know you think it's funny, I don't think it's funny. At which point, if it were me, I'm like, well, too effing bad. I do. So what does she do? She looks at the, re-reviews the code of conduct. She wrote to the association's executive director, Mark Boyer, who then forwarded Miss Sharoni's complaint to the group's Committee on Professional Rights and Responsibilities, which actually met and determined that Professor LeBeau had violated the conduct code. Ooh, I violated the conduct code of the International Studies Association. Ooh, what are you going to do? You're going to kick me out of the Studies Association? You're going to find me? You're going to make me write, I will not make funny jokes about women's lingerie departments a hundred times on a blackboard? Well, LeBeau insists it never should have gotten to that point because he tried to resolve the problem informally as the association's conduct code recommends. So when we come back, I will finish this story because, as Ron Popeil would say, but wait, there's more. That's not it. Now again... You would think the woman would just laugh it off, but no, this woman has no life. Clearly doesn't have a man in her life. Clearly hasn't gotten laid in who knows how many years. I don't know how old she is, but I mean, probably there's cobwebs going on down there. So this woman is so miserable in her own life that she now, instead of taking an innocuous joke, must cause misery on others, including Professor LeBeau. So when we come back, we'll tell you what Professor LeBeau tried to do and how it got even worse. No good deed goes unpunished. We'll continue. The enemies of funny jokes are out there, too.
0: Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave.
1: The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure, talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app.
0: Standing in the face of gale-force winds of political
1: correctness,
0: it's the General Cigar Dave. All
1: right, before I get back to the story about uh, these two professors at the International Studies Association Convention, Steve, crank this up. I love this song. Stick that in your iPhone, your iPod when you are working out or walking. Very motivational. All right, we pick up the story at the International Studies Association meeting, convention, San Francisco last month at the San Francisco Hilton. Know that hotel very well. Richard Ned Lebeau, Professor Richard Ned Lebeau, a professor of political theory at King's College London. And Simona Sharoni, a professor of women's and gender studies at Merrimack College. I I think it's women's and gender uptight studies at Merrimack College. Ended up in the same crowded elevator. They're going up. And uh, she says, ask people what floor. And instead of giving a floor, Professor LeBeau smiled and asked for the women's lingerie department. Ha, ha. Everybody laughs funny. She then is just outraged, shaken by the incident, goes back to her hotel room, checks out the association's code of conduct, She finds that it's a violation. She writes, Mark Boyer, the association's executive director, forwards the complaint to the group's committee on professional rights and responsibilities, determines that Professor LeBeau had violated the conduct code. Apparently, innocuous jokes are not allowed. Now, LeBeau, Professor LeBeau says, hey, it should have never gotten to that point. I tried to resolve the problem informally, as the association's conduct code recommends, but after being informed that his conduct was under investigation... LeBeau wrote Sharoni an email assuring her that, quote, I certainly had no desire to insult women or to make their bull. In fact, he said when he was young in the 1950s, it was a standard gag line to ask the elevator operator for the hardware or lingerie floor as though one were in a department store, which is true, funny. He goes on to say, quote, like you, I am strongly opposed to the exploitation of, coercion, and humi- or humiliation of women. And by the way, LeBeau's remark, uh, what floor? Women's Lingerie Department? I'm sorry, that does not rise to exploitation, coercion, or humiliation of this Professor Sharoni. He goes on to say, uh, quote, as such evils continue, it seems to me to make sense of it's, makes sense to direct our attention to real offenses, not those that are imagined or marginal. By making a complaint to ISA, the International Studies Association, that I consider frivolous and I expect will be judged this way by the Ethics Committee, you may be directing time and effort away from the real offenses that trouble us both. He's right. He's right. And he shouldn't apologize, and he didn't. There's no reason to apologize. It's not like he said, listen, you know what? You're a uh, you're you're a uh, you know you're you're a total whore and you sleep around and so on and so forth. He didn't do anything like that. Women's lingerie department, please. Come on, we all know. Even women I've talked to about this this week said, "eh, pretty funny." Well, the International Studies Association executive director, Mark Boyer, informed Professor Lebeau that his remarks had been deemed quote offensive and inappropriate, and even more serious violation than the elevator remarks. So basically, he responds and says, "Look, I, I don't, you know, you shouldn't take it that I didn't mean it to be offensive, and we should spend more of our time on things that are truly serious." Oh, that gets him in more trouble, as Ron Popeil would say. But wait, there's more. So Boyer wrote that you chose to reach out to Professor Sharoni and termed her complaint frivolous. Well, guess what, Marky Mark Baker? or Boyer, not Mark. Mark Baker is the president of the AOPA. We love Mark Baker. He's a great guy. Mark Boyer, the uh, International Studies Association executive director, wrote, you chose to reach out to Professor Sharoni, termed her complaint frivolous, which it was, period. He was told to write, LeBeau was told to write an unequivocal apology. What are we, in first grade? An unequivocal apology to Sharoni and submit a written copy by May 15th to the association's executive committee the apology should focus on LeBeau's actions rather than Chironi's perceptions of them. It said, adding that if he failed to comply, the executive committee would consider appropriate sanctions. Ooh, what, are they going to kick him out? I would tell them, go F yourselves, all of you. Because now what has happened, what has happened is this has become a joke. This Professor has now is a laughingstock because she was just shaken by somebody saying, lingerie department, please. Well, Professor LeBeau has refused again, and he sent an email to colleagues calling his treatment a horrifying and chilling example of political correctness that encourages others to censor their remarks for fear of retribution. He said he made the joke to relieve the slight claustrophobia I felt in such a crowded lift, which is how Brit's, what Brits called an elevator. And he said, it was a man, not a woman, who asked for the floors, and that the other men in the elevator were not his buddies, as she described them. Well, the fact of the matter is, LeBeau feels he is the aggrieved party. And you know what? He's right. And he says, as someone who has supported, mentored, and co-authored with women in the profession for 53 years, I feel that I am the aggrieved party. So now this case is going before this, what? Ethics Committee at the International Studies Association? This is just ridiculous. So now Sharoni says that the real chilling effect will be against people who experience and report sexual harassment. That is termed as sexual harassment. And see, when you cry wolf like this, this becomes the joke. And now all of a sudden when there is real sexual harassment, people are going to look and laugh and say, well, you know what, you screwed the pooch, sweetheart, because now you say everything is, you've, you've sensitized us to everything. So when real sexual harassment does occur, now it's all taken as a joke because your initial complaint about this professor asking to stop at the women's lingerie department floor is really a joke, and you've made it this whole episode into a big joke. You know, really a laughable episode. So she goes on to say, this Professor Sharoni, for decades, women and other marginalized groups in the academy had to put up with white men. Ah, here we go. <gasps> and by the way, this is a white woman. Now, if you're a white man, it's not just men now, but it's also white men. Alpha males are under attack. White men are under attack. I've never seen this, that all of a sudden now, if you're a white man, then no matter what, no matter what you've done, you could have you uh, won a Nobel Prize for the greatest achievement in the world of man, but if you're white, <gasps> wait a minute, you're a white man. She said, the Academy had to put up with white men who decided what counts as a violation and what is frivolous. As someone who has dedicated her life to confronting sexism and other forms of discrimination and oppression in academic spaces, I cannot and will not remain silent when misogyny is at play. Wait a minute. Here comes, here comes Master Thespian, Davis Generalis. I simply cannot and will not remain silent when misogyny is play at play with a white man. I cannot allow women to be humiliated and tortured in this manner. Boo-hoo. Here's what really she's, here's what the discrimination revolves around. That she's ugly, she cannot get a man, no man would ever want to sleep with her. She's got a stick in her ass. That's what this all boils down to. The discrimination is the fact that no man with two eyes would want to sleep with an ugly broad like this. Period. That's the reality. That's why she's so she's so uptight. That's why she is, is just so ang- full of anger. Because any man would not want her. When you have, you got women all over the place. Why would you want someone like this who's uptight, who hates men? Clearly, that's really what it boils down to. This woman needs analysis and needs to go see uh, a, a professional a psychologist or a psychiatrist, because clearly she's uptight and and has har- very, very deep harbors anger issues towards men. That's what it boils down to. Maybe it's the fact that just men won't give her the time of day. It's pretty much what it probably boils down to. But as word of it spread, this was first reported by Washington Post columnist Ruth Marcus, and as word of it spread, Sharoni said she started to receive dozens of emails and comments uh, on her webpage, most included sexual innuendo or the word lingerie, and some comment on her physical appearance. Duh! It's exactly what I just did. Because, honey, fix yourself up. Go to Sephora. Go to one of the department store makeup counters. Get a little makeup. Get your hair done. Get some nice clothes. Try to attract a man. Maybe try that. Maybe try to get uh, get some pleasure maneuvers. Maybe then... You'll get rid of the anger you have towards men. And when somebody says, lingerie department, please, you'll laugh instead of making it into a giant criminal matter. So the fact of the matter is she's being ridiculed left and right. And you know what? She deserves it. Because the fact of the matter is it is, obs- it is ridiculous. And for these idiots at the International Studies Association actually take this seriously instead of sitting her down and saying, listen, it was an innocuous joke. Let's not make something of this. But no, she's going to take this all the way. And by the way, most women, 95% of women out there would laugh. The women that wouldn't laugh are the Gloria Steinem types, this Professor Sharoni, the, the, the feminists, the ones that have... Facial hair, goatees, mustaches, sideburns, that have hair under their pits. The women, I use the term loosely, who basically are just angry because they just, men, they can't attract a man. And so the only way that they can get any sort of validation in life is to try to make the lives of men, and men that tell jokes, innocuous jokes, miserable. I mean, this woman now has become a laughingstock. This is a joke. She's the one that looks like a complete idiot. And I, I have to commend Professor LeBeau. He's right. First of all, it was a funny joke. It was innocuous. Has it gotten to that point? Apparently it has in this country where if you say anything, then all of a sudden, I'm going to report you. I'm going to tell on you. Oh, I'm going to tell-tale-tale on you. Ooh. I mean, if this guy never goes to one of these international studies association meetings again and gets kicked out, you think it's going to affect his life? Not really. Not a lick. Not a lick. But what's going to be the big joke is that the International Studies Association, the mere fact that they're carrying this on and now have a committee and de- and, and demanding he apologize, they look like a bunch of schmucks too. It's schmuck and schmucker. Between this professor, Simona Sharoni and the uh, president, executive director, and CEO of the International Studies Association, can we not just tell jokes and laugh and say, ha-ha, funny, Everyone in this country now has become uptight. Not everyone, but many people. This political correctness movement is nonsense. And if you look at one of the reasons President Trump got elected, it's because people are fed up with this political correctness. Then now all of a sudden, someone's an illegal alien. No, nobody's illegal. No, they're undocumented. Bull. They're illegal. Okay, period. That's what I'm calling them. And if you're offended, I don't care. And by the way, I don't care who I offend. Because the problem is today, if you live your life by saying, who am I going to offend? If I say good morning and it's and, and they didn't have a good morning, am I going to offend them? If I say, "Oh, that perfume you're wearing smells great, what is it? Are they going to be offended? If all of a sudden you see a lovely woman and she's wearing a beautiful dress or a nice scarf or shoes and say, oh, I love those shoes, love that scarf, you're going to stop and say, oh, I shouldn't say that because she could be offended? Please, every time I dole out a compliment when it is legitimate... When it is, uh, it is a, a genuine comment, I get women saying, thank you. I'm glad you noticed. Thank you so much. When women say to me, what cologne are you wearing? I, need, I love that smell. I want to get it for my husband. I have it all the time. And I give them the name. Fine. I'm not offended. I don't, I don't say, oh, what am I, just a piece of meat? Just a piece of meat so you can get the name of my cologne? Oh, I'm so offended. Let me file a formal complaint because I was traumatized by the event, by a woman asking me what cologne I was wearing. I was shaken by the incident. To this professor, Sharona, or Simona Sharona? No, what's her name? Simona Sharoni. Whatever, Simona Baloney is what it is. Simona Sharoni and the executive director of the National Studies Association. Seriously, take the sticks out of your asses. Get a life get a life, and to Professor Sharona, get a man. If not, get Bob, boyfriend, on batteries. Final and concluding segment of this politically incorrect edition of The Cigar Dave Show comes your way. Next.
0: Check out the all new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the Pooch Pit and drink cocktails too. You can listen to the show on our 24 7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com.
4: If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern fuller bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo e Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers.
3: America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs... They are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone, from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org.
0: General. The General has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized.
1: Oh, it's not just enemies of pleasure. Now we have enemies of plastic straws. New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo introduced a bill last month that would ban, and by the way, not just straws, but plastic bags. It's amazing. They're saying, oh, we've got to eliminate straws, plastic. There's waste all over the place. New York State introduced a bill last month that would ban single-use carry-out plastic bags. So if you go to the supermarket, you go to the drugstore, plastic bag, ah, nope, can't do it. Because they say that in response to the findings of a task force on the environmental impact of bags, that we need to eliminate bags. And the, if passed, the ban would go into effect January 1st of 2019. Berkeley, People's Republic of California, they have now proposed a tax on disposable food containers. Now, it is amazing, everything, because they're saying, oh, there's trash all over the place. We're seeing it on beaches, on the streets. That's a load of nonsense. If you've got a trash problem, then you need to educate people and you need to uh, come up with fines for people that are littering. But you don't have to eliminate a plastic bag or a straw. I mean, it's it's gotten crazy now. It has gotten to the point now where these environmental nutcases, these whack jobs, are, are now a, 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 a very vocal minority are now allowing to essentially become the majority, and it's ridiculous. So in, in Berkeley, they now want, uh, want to put a tax. Here's another thing St. Petersburg, Florida, right across the bay from the cigar city of Tampa. There's a new campaign, No Straws, St. Pete. They want to send a message stop using plastic straws. So now the plastic straw. Is public enemy number one? It is evil. We must get rid of it. Heaven forbid we hear people slurping out of a straw. So uh, last month, business owners, actually, yeah, it was uh, late uh, April. Business owners and elected officials in St. Petersburg unveiled a new campaign attacking the plastic straw. They want to convince businesses and residents to stop using straws. It is led by city council member Gina Driscoll. The website ilovetheberg.com, Bank of the Ozarks, and several environmental groups. I'll tell you what, if you bank at Bank of the Ozarks, you ought to take your money out of there. Because the Bank of the Ozarks apparently now is against straws. They are an enemy of straws. And by the way, what do I need a bank from the Ozarks in Missouri telling us what to do in Florida? Screw them. Go back to the Ozarks. Go back to Missouri, the show-me state. But the campaign is asking restaurants and residents alike to voluntarily curb their use of plastic straws and utensils. Mark my words, they're coming after the plastic fork, knife, spoon, and the spork. The KFC spork, they're coming after it. The goal is to get consumers to say, no straw when ordering drinks. And so far, 20 businesses have joined. You know what I would do? I'd walk in and say, give me extra straws. I don't want one. I don't want five. Give me 100 freaking straws. It's exactly what I would tell them. St. Petersburg, the latest city to join the effort to fight single-use straws, which now they're saying is a top-ten polluter of the world's beaches. All I know is I've gone along the beaches in Clearwater and St. Petersburg. I haven't seen straws all over the place. And by the way, if there is a litter problem, then go after the people that are littering, not after the product. This is something that makes complete sense. Ah, why don't you post a sign, anybody caught littering, it's a $100 fine. And guess what? People wouldn't litter. And if they do, 100 bucks. And now the, uh, this councilwoman, Driscoll, said, anytime you walk around, especially in downtown, you see on the curb straws that have been discarded. You find them in beach cleanups by the dozens. Bull, she's lying. She's a blatant liar. I've walked around downtown St. Pete. I don't see trash all over the place. I've never seen a straw on the street or on the sidewalk, period. And here's the real motive. She says, I expect that within a short time after we do a restriction or if enough businesses get involved in our city that our local cleanup groups will see a big reduction, and this is the first step towards coming up with some sort of legislation. Mayor Rick Kreisman, total putz, total schmuck, total, uh, total uh, just call him Hillary Kreisman because that's really what he is, or Bernard Kreisman, Bernie Sanders Kreisman, said that he'll start a much-needed conversation about what the city should do about this plastic menace. Let me translate. Conversation, we want to make it illegal. And he said, whatever form of an ordinance ultimately takes, I applaud this effort and this campaign. Our natural environment, and that includes our world-famous waterfront, must be protected. So again, there's no straw issue, but what do they do? They come up with a fabricated issue. Oh, we have to protect the beaches and the streets when we don't see straws lying around. But again, to them, the ends justify the means. They don't care. So now what we're seeing is Straws, plastic utensils, bags are all enemies of America. Britain also is going to ban the sale of plastic straws. It is unbelievable. It is ridiculous. I'm going to still use my plastic straws and my plastic bags, and I'm, I'm going to use them by the bushel full. End of discussion. All right, as always, well, I want to wish all the mothers out there on this. Be happy Mother's Day. Shade to Cigar Mother Pierre, love you. Cigar Dave the General saying, Mayor humidor always be full. Mayor cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper delectatio always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the enemies of plastic bags, utensils, straws, the spork. Use straws. Use plastic as much as you want.